We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash lawless. Just go to Indeed.com slash lawless right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed com slash lawless. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, sunshine. I am Alexi Lawless, and this is the State of the Union podcast presented by State Farm, coming to you live as always. Well, not as always, but certainly over the... uh, last couple weeks and certainly for over the next couple of weeks from Doha, Qatar, site of the FIFA 22 World Cup. And we are well underway. We're into the second round of games, uh, if you will. And uh, listen, I'm not going to bury the lead here. Messi, Messi, Messi. Messi showed up tonight and Argentina showed up tonight. Why is that important? Well, listen, you lose your first game against Saudi Arabia and all the chirping starts, but uh, I'm telling you right now, a- any rumors of Argentina's demise have been greatly exaggerated. And certainly, any talk of Messi going quietly into this Doha night uh, with, with what is really going to be his, let's be honest, his last World Cup. Yeah, you can put those to rest. Uh, he is bringing it. It gets his second goal of the tournament. Uh, you recall that in the first game, he scored against Saudi Arabia. In that loss, which started all the talk and the chit-chat, he comes back tonight and scores the first goal, which ends up being the winning goal against Mexico. Took him a while, but ultimately he uh, produced a moment of magic. Not your, not your magic that you normally associate necessarily with Messi in terms of dribbling through a bunch of people and slaloming and doing all that kind of stuff. It was a shot from outside the box. And it probably ends up being predictable in that Mexico was very, very difficult to break down. And so sometimes when you have that type of situation, a shot from outside of the box, that can unlock a, uh, a defense. Uh, it's set up nicely, and there's so many things that you can talk about when it comes to Messi, but that first touch in order to get himself free to hit that shot with his left foot was just magical. And you could see in that moment, in the way that he reacted, how much it meant to him, how much it meant to his teammates, and that he was feeding off of that environment. I was jealous that I was not at the game. We were here at our set here down at the uh, Corniche uh, on the, you know, the, the bay here. And just seeing those, those pictures, hearing everything that was going on, the Mexican fans, the Argentinian fans, uh, it looked like a wonderful place to be. And 
I think Messi fed off of that. And you saw as he walked back to the center circle screaming, vamos, 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 to his teammates, but just, just in general. And keep in mind that this is an Argentina team that came into this tournament as one of the favorites for a lot of people, but with no drama and a lot of people saying that it's just this nice zen type of moment for Messi and for this team. And then, boom, right off the bat, they find themselves not only losing to Saudi Arabia, but they find themselves in a game tonight where had they lost, they would have been gone out of the tournament. I don't think anybody, uh, any of us were expecting that on the second game of Argentina's uh, World Cup to be talking about them possibly going out. But they said, no, 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 that's, that's not happening. It came. It was emphatic. Uh, Mexico put up a good fight, but ultimately they didn't have enough to stop Messi, uh, Messi and company. Enzo Fernandez, uh, another uh, a, a young player, 21 years old from Benfica, comes in and actually scores a really, really nice goal uh, as a substitute. So Scaloni got it perfect. Uh, he made five changes at the beginning of the game. We talk about you know coaches during a game. It's very, very difficult unless you're talking about a substitute to to institute any type of change. But he got it right in terms of the changes that needed to be made. Uh, and ultimately the substitute that uh, came in. And it's not that they all defer to Messi. Yes, he had this moment of magic, but there is a balance. But you also see that they are playing for him, and they, they are as excited as he is when he scores for him, and that potentially they can give him this final tribute, this final gift, if, and it's a big if right now, they get to the, uh, the final and win a World Cup. It's a long way from here, and they still are not a flawless team. They have plenty of problems uh, when it comes to Argentina, but uh, this was a big night. This was a big night for Messi. This was a big night for Argentina, and I guess this is a big night for the, uh, the tournament. From a Mexican side, uh, it, it was it was not a good night, but they are still in it. They have that third game, and they have everything to play for. They're going to have to hope that they win that third game and that Argentina beats up on Poland. So they, they beat Saudi Arabia and that Argentina beats up on Poland. 2 nothing. If they had kept it to one, obviously it would have been better. That second goal, you never know how important that is going to be because it could come down uh, like it will in the uh, uh, possibly in the uh, the U.S.'s group to uh, to some goal differential types of uh, type of stuff. All right, stars, stars, stars. I guess is the theme for today. Kylian Mbappe. We know he starred in the last World Cup. He has just picked up where he left off. Gets a brace today against uh, Denmark. A lot of people's dark horse uh, again. Denmark uh, after uh, after a couple games only with one uh, with one point. Uh, Mbappe does what he does, and he does it with flair, and he does it with panache, and he does it with a, uh, a ruthlessness that I think has crept into his game. And probably he's, you know, he's feeling the moment, and he's feeling his oats now, and he's no longer a kid. He is a grown man, and he is recognizing that he has at his fingertips the abilities to take hold of any game that he plays in, and certainly for a World Cup. And he has the experience, albeit at a young age, of winning a World Cup, and I don't see yet any type of let off in terms of desire to continue to add to what at this point is a legacy that he is building. That was uh, so that was fun to see. France uh, becomes the first team in that moment to qualify for the next round, winning both of their first games, defending champs. You would normally expect that, except this is the Men's World Cup, and it is oftentimes very, very difficult for teams that have won to continue with that success, let alone to even just get out of their group. So France is bucking the trend when it comes to something like that. Uh, there's more stars. You want more stars? All right, Robin Lewandowski. So from a World Cup perspective, never having scored for Poland at the World Cup level, despite his prowess, despite his incredible talents, especially when it comes to what he has done with the club and what he has done with Poland, but not in the World Cup, 
it was wonderful to see him finally get his goal as uh, Poland beat Saudi Arabia to nothing. And you know, that's a that's a good result, and it gives them the opportunity going into the last game to get out of the group. And Robert Lewandowski, in that moment when he scored that goal, you could see how much it meant to him. It was a it was a box that needed to be checked for one of the great goal scorers of all time. And we talked a little bit about it on on air how. The, the way that we see some players is often in the context of their club, uh, and he's, he's, a, he's a good example. And yet when they get to their national teams, it doesn't work for everybody, but sometimes players, when they get with their national teams, they are not only playing with teams that play maybe very differently than they play with their club, but even inferior teams. And I would certainly say that Robin Lewandowski, he is taking a step down in terms of the players that he has around, around him, and he has to adjust. And for a guy that lives off of service into the box, he doesn't get a whole lot of that when it comes, uh, when it comes to Poland. He actually created his own chance today and with some bad defending there from Saudi Arabia. But I remember we were championing Saudi Arabia, and they did have a wonderful result, and they are still in it. I love the fact that we are getting down to these third games come next week, and so many teams are still in it. Right now, Qatar is the only one that's not. Uh, that's not. We could have some more by the time it shows up, but the more teams that, a- that are able to get to that third game and have a chance to go and get out of the group, the better it is for the uh, for the competition. Uh, congratulations to Australia. Uh, they get themselves a win against Tunisia. Congratulations to uh, uh, to Michael Duke, who uh, who scored. He becomes the first second division player to get a goal. Uh, he plays in the, uh, what does he play in the J2 uh, League. And if you saw the scenes from, I think it was Sydney or Melbourne, I can't remember what it was, they were going crazy. And keep in mind, time zones and everything, people are showing up. People are, people, it was in Melbourne. Uh, people are showing up, whether they're live in these watch parties and these big fan fests that are going on around the world that we see, or whether they're just watching them on television. You know, we, we come on air here in the, uh, in, the later, in the later afternoon and then obviously into the night here, uh, cutter time. Uh, Cutter. I can't believe I just said it. Qatar time. <laughs> it's been a long, another long day. But we obviously know that it's happening from a U.S. perspective uh, in the middle of the night. But people are getting up. People are watching it. People are adjusting their their little clocks and their body clocks in order to adjust for the World Cup. And at this time of year, it's a little bit different. We appreciate everybody uh, that, is do- that is doing that. Um, I will say this, there was some news that came out uh, that it since has been probably debunked, but who knows, and certainly after the result that Saudi Arabia had losing to Poland, that they were going to uh, get Rolls Royces as gifts after beating Argentina in that first game. Look, it's still going to live long in the memory, uh, but I, I'm not sure that that is actually going to happen. But I wouldn't put it past them, and that they are, again, playing in that third game to possibly go uh, out of their group. Well done to, uh, to Saudi Arabia. Uh, we got plenty of more games coming tomorrow. We are here today. If you're watching live, thank you so much for watching live. If you're listening to this uh, post, um, this, is presented by, uh, this is presented by State Farm. But we got plenty of games coming, more four-game days. We have a couple more four-game days, and then we get four games but two different windows because we know it's simultaneous play going forward, which – leaves a little bit of the pressure and that leads me to my final point as you can see my good friend David Mossy is not here uh, and we joke around a lot about the way that he is pulled in multiple directions but the reality is he is uh, incredibly valuable to so many people around here so again he he sends his best but I hope that you can forgive him <laughs> uh, that he is not here. He will. He will show up at, like he did. Uh, like he did yesterday. Not just for Brazil. I know people were saying uh, uh, just for Brazil. Uh, I will say this. I've been getting a lot of uh, 
a, a lot of uh, uh, you know back and forth, whether it's on social media or people texting me or people emailing me uh, about these shows uh, that you really kind of dig it, and it's a, obviously a very different format and. It's a very different performance for me than what I'm doing over there on the big set. We have, everybody understands, obviously very limited time when it comes uh, to the big show uh, to talk about to, to talk about things, and we have to get advertisements in and different segments that we have. And so, part of my job and part of the skill of anybody up there is to be able to edit yourself and to be as efficient as you possibly can. But it also means that you can't expound on things and you can't discuss things uh, in a way that. You know, ultimately, they, they should be discussed. It's just the nature nature of television, and the people that are good on television are able to do that and give you something succinct in a very short period of time. But I love doing this. Uh, I enjoy coming over here and expounding on some of the things that we have talked there. I'm having a wonderful time working with the people that we have. Special shout out to uh, Landon Donovan, who today uh, was. Uh, I know, I know. Sean's in my ear saying, "And Beasley, and Beasley, you won't get. Let me get to it. All right, producer Sean, you just pipe down over there. I got this. All right, this is not my first rodeo. Okay, special shout out." to Landon Donovan, who was on set with us today for uh, being elected to the uh, uh, state, uh, to the state, to the, uh, uh, to the Soccer Hall of Fame. A incredible honor. Congratulations also to DeMarcus Beasley. Those two started as kids basically together and not only grew up to be incredible players, but grew up to kind of carry the national team and become icons of this sport and that they are going into the, uh, the, the Soccer Hall of Fame is befitting of everything that they have done on and off the field. And by the way, everything they continue to do as owners of teams and being involved in the sport, and whether it's uh, involved in our, uh, our, our Fox broadcasts or anything else out there, uh, they deserve it. Uh, like, And I'm happy, happy to welcome them in, in as an old Hall of Fame member. We'll teach them the uh, handshake and they will get their, uh, their red jacket. So that's a really, really cool thing. We were able to actually surprise them here on the set today if you saw that, uh, saw that segment. I'm gonna go. And I'm going to try to at least meet up with some people. Uh, it's been some crazy nights here. Not like crazy running around partying crazy, but crazy in the amount of work that we've done. And then I basically just pass out at night and get up a few hours later and do it. I told you before, it's the best Groundhog Day ever. I'm not complaining by any stretch of the imagination. It is awesome. Having a wonderful time. We're getting all sorts of interesting things that are happening on the field. And I don't expect that to stop as we continue on with this. Uh, and I will say this, just to peek behind the curtain as to what's happening here. If, you, if you're not talking or haven't talked to anybody over here, the subway is working well. People are going to multiple games. Um, there are things that are happening here that, yeah, could be could be better. But I think ultimately, so far, so good from a Doha uh, perspective in terms of the infrastructure, in terms of the transportation, and in terms in terms of people having a good time. If you do happen to come to the World Cup or are coming to the World Cup, please visit us down here. It's wide open. Uh, you see we have crowds and thousands of people that kind of mill up and down this place. People that come to our set, they'll sit in front of our set and they will watch the games. You will hear our audio and you will see our feed. So you'll see our pre-games and everything like that. It's a real communal type of thing. And it's really, really fun to see how this has become kind of a, uh, a place for people to kind of make a pilgrimage to. So we hope you uh, to check you out. And if you can't, don't worry, just uh, just watch and we will give you all the backstage stuff uh, that you can possibly get. All right, again, I've been Alexi Lawless. This has been the State of the Union podcast uh, live. And as we know, it's presented by State Farm. We will talk again tomorrow, another four, day, four, uh, four games, and we will uh, see you then. But until then, and as always, size the day. <laughs>